This episode of Motorsport 101 brought to you by Chef Club. For when you want to out pizza the hut, it's Chef Club. Welcome back to everybody to episode 274 of Motorsport 101. May I just say on the record, we do not condone um, repeated watching of Chef Club for your own sanity and mental health. Um, I'm your friendly host, Trey Harrison. Welcome back to the first of what is a triple block of recordings, everybody. Um, this was King's idea, so if we're all collapsed and half dead by the, by the middle of 276, you can all blame him for it. Um, it was his decision, <laughs> and I'm standing by that. But uh, in the first block of this, we are going into IndyCar's season finale, IndyCar's Grand Prix of St. Petersburg, their season finale, and it was uh, title number six for a certain Kiwi. We'll get into detail on that one, and um, to, to mark this special occasion, we are also talking about one of these races of the year, according to a man who was so comfortable and so happy with its uh, actual result, he has decided to come to this podcast taping wearing a bathrobe. So I say hi to our resident Napoleon Dynamite slash Hugh Hefner expert, Cam Buckley. Hello, sir. Hello, everyone. You know, it is uh, it is such a beautiful day. Let me um, let me get a little bit of this. <laughs> oh, my God. I got a bit. Hold up. He actually committed to the bit. That's perfect. Yep. That's splendid, Cam. That's up there with one of the best intros I've ever had on this show. (laughs) He's got the plastic cup. (laughs) Oh, oh, that that is burning up like the gearbox of a Porsche 911 GT3R in the 24th hour. Oh, Lord. Oh, yes. You're missing the goat face mask, uh, Cam. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay, Chris. Oh, it's just, it's its like if Shannon Sharp suddenly became from Boston and was white, it's great, it's, it, this is uh, this, this is an impeccable bit of viewing here. Remember, there this... is no Boston pizza, there is only a plate of tacos because the Bostonians <laughs> don't know what pizza is, they're just following entirely different recipes. <laughs> as, uh, I... as someone who lives north of Boston, yeah, I can agree with that, we don't know what pizza uh, is. Yeah. yeah, I mean, to be fair, I mean, look, you have so many sub- different suburbs of Boston, like New York City. Hi, King. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you lot are all terrible. We're like three minutes in, and we've already seen the greatest intro in the history of the Motorsport 101 podcast, unfortunately. Um, there is nothing that will top this. Like, Cam has now just taken a world record. Um, like Lewis Hamilton has, and there is now no avoiding this. Um, we have peaked here, it's all downhill from here. Sorry, RJ, you're out of luck. What, what, what do you got for us? Um, I've got a Barber Motorsports Park slash Vintage Museum coffee mug to give myself some energy before the podcast. Triple podcast recording. Uh, three minisodes this week of recording. Not one, not two, well actually three. Not five, Indeed. not six, not seven, not eight. Oh, no, really, not eight. Not eight either. King, talk to me. How's it going over there? Restore some decorum to this podcast, please. Well, yeah. uh, I know I know. RJ did his civic duty uh, last week. I did my civic duty this week. 
Uh, by the time we do another episode recording, we, we probably going to know who the next president of the United States is. So, I was uh, going to say, I did mine as well. Yeah. Go out and vote, people. I did mine Please last vote, week. Please vote, people. Uh, well done, everybody. Please vote if you can. Us, us Brits can't vote. We can only wince at the uh, fear and anxiety <laughs> of knowing what's about to happen. Um, it's... We have similar problems, only ours is blonde and fat. Um, well, also fat. But um, anyway. Also blonde. <laughs> and yeah, that's. Mm, I, 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 I had him more as a strawberry blonde personally, but um, you know, that works too. For those of you um, watching, we also have the disembodied voice of Christopher DeHardy, who is joining us from where? I am in podcast room number one in the fourth floor of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway Media Center because today... This motherfucker. Look at this fancy-ass bitch. Excuse (laughs) me, thank you. Um, Bastard! As as, as I speak, uh, Scott McLaughlin is completing another phase of his rookie test, or at least he probably did a little bit earlier, and uh, Takuma Sato and Joseph Newgarden are testing out aerodynamic bits to try and make next year's Indy 500 a bit better. All right. That's good. Okay. We'll talk about A4. all three of those dudes. And then the some. only the, the only thing I'll say is this: the last time I was up here, we had a massive me- mental uh, we had a massive meltdown with Dre with the uh, Fernando Alonso <laughs> missing the Indy 500 reveal. I don't think we're gonna have that today. Nah. Say so those wall the stories those walls could tell. Yes, and soundproof walls too, because these uh these walls around me are soundproof, and uh, they're I tell you what, they've done a really nice job bringing this up here. This space back here in this part of the media center wasn't u- being used for very much, so this is really nice. Fantastic! Show off three like the man's got a soundproof booth at a racing circuit. I have a king sized bed and shirts on the wall. Like that, it's it's. He's one up to cereal again. I can't even put Look, my your bed's bigger than mine is, alright? I have to hang my shirts over the door because I can't hang them on the wall because there is no wall space back here. <laughs> See, King's, King's living out, out Eiffel... What do you mean? King's living out his dream of becoming Eiffel 65. <laughs> yeah. yeah, somebody's got to turn up the, the, warm, the warmth filter on, on some of us here today. Now, all the warmth is on my stream right now from where my light is now. I just sucked it out of all three you're, of your You're feeds. glowing from There's the Dre. warmth. There's Dre. Dre's got some back. Dre's took some back. You're glowing from the warmth of having drank a shot of Hennessy like a minute into this recording. Right. I'll do right. it again. It, you watch. <laughs> well, while Cam decides to promptly not do that, I'll quickly run down where we go through. <laughs> also, my ring light has a warm feature, so now I'm, I'm now like orange and stuff. It's great. Um, basically, you can find us real quick. We're on YouTube.com forward slash Motorsport 101. Hi, if you're watching us on there. Subscribe. Hit the bell. You know, get all the notifications when we're next uploading stuff. It's all fine on there. Also, all our Twitter handles will be on the screen as well. If you're watching this on there, um, that's our Twitter handles all on there. They'll also be in the description down below, as well as if you're going to be listening to this show, you can find them at Harrison101HD, at RJ O'Connell, at Ryan Eric King, 
um, at cbuckley 917 and at Chris's motherfucking fancy road um, podcasting recording room. Also at See the Hard Eight. I think the other one's his burner account. Um, but we're also on our podcast show itself is at motorsport underscore 101. You can follow us on there. You can also follow us on Instagram at motorsport101pod. Um, I'm still, frankly, trying to negotiate King very hard for the blooper that was on episode 273. Um, tweet, tweet him. You might, you might be able to have him cough up the footage. Send, promise you'll send him a nice white Do tight it, shirt. No. Like, yeah, he... <laughs> I think King needs to deliver. I, I, I agree. I agree. I think you should give no, no, the people no what they want. Me a good enough trade package for me to be like, yeah, I'll release the footage. You're gonna King, get cash uh, considerations. <laughs> King, You're gonna get King, uh, payroll flexibility. Uh, King, <laughs> I, I, will, I will offer you Odell Beckham Jr.'s one remaining good kneecap in exchange for that video footage. I think it's a fair trade. Um, Too soon. No? You know, you know D is Jets yeah. win. This, right? A Jets win. You know none of the- you can promise that. <laughs> I, don't know. I guarantee I don't know. it. I believe one of your quarterbacks once said that. My team no. almost gave the Jets their their first victory of the season, which would have meant we would have had to inherit all of the Jets' losses and forfeit oh. our wins. Oh yeah, that, that that would be like a dis- like just automatic like disqualification from the playoffs right there. That that, that would have been a we are bowl ineligible. We are not eligible for bowl season. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, my so football we'll... team. Well, really, our football team, Dre. Well, I'll say that um, a football just went flying past my uh, house. I think oh, uh, so Cam, Cam Newton's practicing again. again. Yeah, 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 yeah. Shame I wasn't outside head, to grab the interception. <laughs> Got out of my head, Buckley. Um, and hit, um, you can find us on there. If you really, really like us, you could back us financially on Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash motorsport101. $5 gets you early access to all of our audio shows. You can upgrade to 10 for the video versions as well as being into the supporters club of our Discord server where you can listen to these shows live as they're being recorded. Shout out to Vince, Charles, and Zoe as well for sticking in and watching. Thank you very much. Hope you guys enjoy the triple block. We're going to be going through for the next two hours or so. Um, and, uh, yeah, you can find all those details and a whole lot more on our website, motorsport101.com. And uh, there's a special feature on there written by yours truly regarding a certain Formula One driver's uh, misdemeanors this past weekend. More on that on episode 275 next time around. Um, so, uh, without further ado, let's get into the IndyCar season finale, the final round of the championship at St. Pete. Seven months ago, when our world was plunged into chaos, the IndyCar series was in St. Petersburg, Florida, and so was Chris, for what should have been its 2020 season opener. But in this strange season where nothing was certain, it became the season finale and the site of a championship showdown between five-time champion Scott Ditson and reigning two-time champ Joseph Newgarden, where just 32 points separated the two drivers with a maximum of 54 available this weekend. Newgarden's sensational double overtake around Colton Herta and Alex Pillow was the race-winning move in a chaotic season finale that saw pole sitter Alexander Rossi crash out of a comfortable lead. James Hinchcliffe pull a Paul Tracy special after spinning from a podium position. Will Power crashed on his own. Takuma Sada had a ragged race at the expense of Marco Andretti and Oliver Askew. And even the debuting Scott McLaughlin had an incident with your new Rookie of the Year, Renus VK as their two cars attempted to mate. 
Hell, even the <laughs> Honda Civic Pace car ran out of fuel after all of this carnage. While Newgarden may have won the battle, it was a third-place finish for Scott Ditson. It was enough for the 40-year-old Kiwi to capture his sixth IndyCar title, drawing him just one away from the great A.J. Foyt with his seven championships. And it's the 13th championship for Coroner Chip Ganassi, although avid readers of the Indianapolis Star newspaper may have been surprised to hear about a sudden departure to Team Penske, if one reads the sub headlines. <laughs> And between winner Newgarden and Scott Ditson in third, Patricia Award capped off an incredible season with a second-place finish, and returning Sebastian Bourdais score a fourth-place finish for a long-struggling A.J. Foyt Racing. So, let's get into it, everyone. What was y'all's reaction to Scott Ditson winning title number six, adding a sits pancake to the stack? Trey Harrison. Dread it. Um, Run from it. <laughs> Scott Dixon still arrives. We kind we've been new. We kind of knew. Yeah. Death taxes. Scott Dixon's not blowing a title decider. Like no, like not. He came down not close. From, like look, and he and spent Scott the last month being a clown. I wouldn't go. I wouldn't go as far as to say being a clown, but there was certainly some pressure there, and like. And Scott acknowledged that in his in his victory speech. He said, look, New Garden raced us really, really hard to the end, and New Garden was fantastic the final month of the championship, and he really stepped up another gear and certainly made it interesting to bring the championship to within a, a, a conceivable amount. 16 points at the end. 16 points in the end. I think it was like 16 points. So he brought yeah. it to within the teens, given that New Garden was 60 points out a month ago. Like So, so for New Garden yeah. to, to pull it in and to make a title decider even moderately interesting is an impressive feat in his own right. And it just settles what I've been thinking for the last year and a half. These are the two best drivers in the series comfortably, you know, and, and, you know, I think Alex Rossi would make it a Holy Trinity, but unfortunately he's had a lot of bad luck in the last year or so. Um, not entirely on him, of, of, of course. Um, I'd no, say the majority of it's not, not <laughs> on this year. This but, year. Yeah, this year was bad, especially considering that this is uh, Alex Rossi's first IndyCar season without a win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, crazy to even one consider without that. a win. Mm. And uh, in this particular instance, he did make his own bed because he crashed out of what what, what looked like easy podium potential win territory. Potential win. He led sixty one laps early on in the race. Led the most laps and was the dominant driver on the day. Until uh, Newgarden worked his way up through the pack, by which time Rossi had already crashed out. I can't get enough of that pass. And I know I'm saying this not just from the perspective of a guy who is big Joseph Newgarden supporter, but also from the perspective of that was a lovely pass and an instant award for the Scott McLaughlin Award, who I know it was a rough race for him, but first time on just a few weeks noticed, I think with a full season... Of test a full off season of testing under his belt, and he could have he could have done a lot worse across the weekend. Yeah, he could have he could have you know done also done done a little better. Oh, Dre, tell us about your mans. (sighs) Do I have to? Yep. Like (sighs) yeah, yeah, it's in the fine print. You got to do it. Uh, Oh, he was running so well. Yeah, just he was. he was probably on for a top five finish, and then just 
that was just that was that was maybe the most inconsiderate dumb piece of driving I've seen in IndyCar all season. What yeah. was that? That was yeah, that was a yeah, classic sure, uh, re-entering the track dangerously moment. You so, don't do that. Like, so uncharacteristic of him too. He's, yeah, he's, and the way he it, got in that position as well. He just spun yeah, he, under. He spun on cold tires. Yeah, he spun yeah, under yellow like, on cold tires, and I, yeah. re-entered the. Where races. have we heard that before? No comment. Two thousand five hundred. Uh, he spun. Roberto uh, Guerrero has entered the chat. On, under cold tires, but not only that, like he was fine. All he had to do was get back on track. He wouldn't have lost the position because they were under yellow. Uh, but he re-entered right into someone else's side pod. Jack Harvey's side pod. Friend, friend of the show, Jack Harvey. Not our friends of the show pl- plunging into civil war like oh, this. Oh, just, that, that hurt. It hurt because we like Jack Harvey here. We love Jack Harvey. We love and, them you know, both. Next thing you know, it's like you don't know Hinch and it's, it, he's just straight into the side pod. Like, oh, just... It, it, this was painful. This was this was just boneheaded driving from, from James and he admitted it himself as much on Instagram. He just said, yeah, uh, that's that part-timer's rookie mistake there for you, basically. Um, because Hinch can't help but see the funny side even in his, even in his own stupidity um, on that one. But it, it was just sheer boneheaded driving and I think James would be the first person to admit that. Mm. Although, I must wonder, I think Ask Off Track this week is going to be a pretty spicy season finale. Um, <laughs> Uh, later this week, whenever they get around to recording their next episode, because uh, both of them are in the dunce corner right now for services to silly driving. Um, and honestly, being a Sebastian Vettel fan, it's just been that sort of year for me where my boys must spin out at every given opportunity. Thanks. Uh, uh. Even the pace car had enough. So many yellows. This is a certified, uh, this is a certified Lamar 24 hours, 2011 moment. And to think, this is only the second weirdest thing that's happened involving a safety car in the IndyCar series in the last handful of years. I would say, at least we didn't ex- stick some inexperienced executive inside a 700 <laughs> and some change horsepower Corvette and have him thunderfoot it right into a fucking wall. Oh, you mean like that Ferrari owner in London who was just thunderfooting oh. his Ferrari and then just... Lord, it crushed it right in the guardrail. Take it from the take it from the actual London resident in here. That is way more common than you think. Trust me. Wait, was that in uh, London? It was. Was that in London it or was. was that somewhere else? Damn. It was. It, it was right over Tower Bridge. Uh, like, oh, oh, it was. Uh, it was like b- both airbags went off, which is never a good sign. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, that was uh, very, very London. I was like, oh, look, Sebastian Vettel's come out to play said chain bear, and I immediately almost got into a fight with him. Um, oh. <laughs> I just I literally tweeted him, oh, you better believe that's a paddling. Um, so that was that was fun. But Speaking, um, of, uh, speaking of paddlings, our, uh, our resident Indy 500 champion was handing out some paddlings, and not in terms of speed. Rough race for Sato. Not now. Not for him, but for the people he hit. Yeah. I mean, it, it's rough all around. I mean, it's rough for Marco, who was having a great day. It was rough for Oliver Askew, who looked like he was going to have a fine finish to his tenure at Aero McLaren SB. But also, it was a rough race for Sato because that didn't reflect well on him, and somehow he still salvaged a top 10 finish out of it. I don't understand anything. But, Chris, you said before the season that 
Scott Ditson had a key to success that he'd never had before. The addition of engineer Michael Cannon, who becomes a first-time champion uh, crew chief. Uh, yep. Uh, Michael Cannon's basically a cheat code, almost. Um. <laughs> the game genie of IndyCar engineers. Exactly. Um I mean, let's, let's face it. Um, when you got Scott Dixon, you've already got a Chico. But when you got Michael Cannon, that's that's like basically giving your. It's like it's almost like giving yourself Ace King in a game of Hold'em. Um, mm. you know, the way the uh, year yeah. played out, I think it, it played out very much as a Scott Dixon year, where really everyone else was. Yeah, where everyone else was making mistakes and tripping over themselves from race winning positions. Scott was always there to capitalize just by keeping his head down. Oh yeah. Like I look back I look back at this results page on the twenty twenty IndyCar series Wikipedia. I'm only seeing one finish outside the top ten. It's just like, how did he do that again? How has this man never successfully defended an IndyCar championship? That's the one thing he's (laughs) never done in his career. Because he sure (laughs) shit done everything else. Yeah. He's never defended and and shared that. And he shares that statistic with the person he beat who can never defend the one, but always seems to reclaim the one. Joseph had a great season, all things considered, to surge, mm. that, to, to surge the way he did in the last month of the season, make it as close as he was. Look, I say this as the, again, the resident New Garden supporter of this podcast, but the fact that he made it close, I wasn't expecting him to overturn the title in the last day of the season. It would have been pretty cool but I'm not impressed that he didn't. He made it close, and considering how Scott Ditson started the year off, that's still mightily impressive. I think he got it as well. He got it down to 16 points, and that was despite Penske's pretty miserable Indy 500. Oh, yeah. Where their fate was kind of sealed in qualifying, even if they had pace in the race, whereas Dixon, of course, dominated the 500 until the late stages when Sato was able to pass and then fight him off and i want to give a shout out to our resident podcast mom zoe hamilton who was crunching the Mm. numbers of how this would have played out without Mm. the indianapolis 500 and scott ditson's uh championship would have been even more dominant if not for indy that's amazing which is just when you consider how important indy is being now the only double points race the the double points finale is gone Mm. Probably for the best, that, uh, quite frankly. Definitely. Um, Juan Pablo Montoya has approved this change. <laughs> oh, dear, oh, dear. No, very true indeed. Um, I mean, this was a this was a very chaotic season finale for IndyCar. Um, it, was. It, 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 it was almost missing one last crescendo right at the end of that last maybe 10 or so laps of we green almost flag got running. It. We almost had it a couple a, of... uh, yeah. I have to give a shout out. Patricio Award is the real deal. Oh, God, He yeah. threw the house at Joseph Newgarden in those he final tried. stages. He did. He tried everything. He was all up under him. And once once Newgarden settled into a pace, there was just nothing he could do. Newgarden pulled away. Uh, Dixon didn't need to do any more than third. So he just held well, station. He held station. Why, why risk it? He wasn't. He wasn't going to risk it. Bourdais was running really well directly behind him and four for four. He's King. not going to try and scuffle Your that. Your man's. Yeah. Your man's. Looks like. <laughs> looks like. Uh, even he's able to. You know, 
get some get some top finishes for for the fourth. At his scene. home track, no less. <laughs> the I can't believe Copenhagen it's not the Copenhagen stickers Co- on it. Yeah, I can't believe it's not the Copenhagen special of days gone by. <laughs> RJ, get out of my head. Ah, oh, I, I, I don't even like it in there. But I, I look at this table. I see Colton Hurd in third and Patricia Warren fourth. And I'm thinking these dudes yeah. are going to win a lot of races and they're going to be legitimate championship contenders coming into 2021. I have all the confidence in the world. We've seen so Colton Hurd raise his game to a new level. And Patricia Award, I told everyone if he was to get a full-time ride in a competitive team that he was going to turn a lot of people's heads and press right. a lot of people and he did. Confession. We saw the flash last year. With Carlin. We saw it in Coda. Even if that was really a one-off in terms of form, because, well, that team was uh, grabbing parts out of the dumpster. Mm-hmm. No kidding. And he was excellent. Um, now he's yeah. got funding, he's got a team behind him, and he is just... He he has every box ticked. The win is coming. It's, it, it, it is crazy that, yeah, he, he, he's narrowly missed out on two of them this season as it is, and these were the two guys that came out of the Hardenstein-Renner team last year as rookies and floated around there. And like the first year of them both getting full-time backing and proper resources and they're third and fourth in the championship. That's absolutely bonkers. Um, We mentioned it during the Indy Harvest season that uh, if this is the future, the sport is in very, very safe hands and uh, the mm. future is now. I mean, we're talking... We, we should be talking about... Say they're here. As a, as a, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, like, that's pretty much what Joseph said. Like, oh, Pato, he's the future. Well, he's here right now. I'm a big Pato fan. <laughs> like, yeah. champi- like, fourth in the championship, Joseph. He's here right now. Like, what more were you waiting yeah. for? Like... Like it's it, it yeah, is crazy. I mean, those two, and I mean, Herda leading all the Andretti's in his second full time year. Mad impressive. That's unbelievable. When you consider the caliber of driver there, Ryan Hunter Ray, Alexander Rossi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very, very much so. Very much so. It, like I said, a, a chaotic finale in the end, and tops off what has been an absolutely bonkers. IndyCar season. I mean, Chris, what have you made of it all? Being, you know, obviously closer than any of us to the to the action, as well as uh, getting to uh, ex- exploit soundproof booths for the first time in a while. So, um, <laughs> how's it, it been was, for you, man? It was it was honestly, if you could put 2020 as a race, really, you could almost argue that half the weekend was like that because you had. You know, you had the the craziness that was St. Petersburg with power with the downshifting issue. You had Rossi spitting from the lead. You had rain. I don't even think we mentioned that. Um, yeah, we did. We had. Um, yeah, we didn't even mention as well. Sorry to interrupt, but uh, Will Power got another pole. And, and then he's what he's what car eight. threw it into the trash. He's five away now from Mario Andretti on the all-time pole list. Um, my man was hot after he crashed out of that race, and I'm not, and I don't blame him for a bit. And oh, his car looked atrocious. Oh man, it, uh, and then and then Marco with his situation, he must have gotten like the super weedies that morning to for breakfast because he was he was driving like he was possessed, and I and I I, I want to see more of this from Marco, but I just. Uh, I, I, where was this? And it was, and it was also for that leader circle. We ask this every year. I, I know. I, I don't understand it, but like, 
he was fighting for that leader circle money um because they they were trying to he was i think the last car in line for that spot and i think uh the number 20 car uh in, the number 20 entry rather got that leader circle money ahead of him mm-hmm. um Man, that was frustrating because when when he had that incident with Sato, he was in the top. I think he was almost in the top five actually when that happened. Yeah, he, Very he, was, he was running edge of the top five, and yet we say it every year with Marco because we know we know that the talent is there. He shows it, you know, two or three times every year. He has a great race, and yeah. unfortunately, more often than not, it gets it goes to waste, and not of his own volition. Yeah, like I. I, I hate it because, you know, he, the Andretti name is a big name, but the results just have not been there. Like, uh, his last podium, I think, was at Fontana in 2015. I mean, it, it just – I wish it was – I, I want to see he him put together – He had podium pace. Yes. I want to see him put together a full race again, like like what happened at Iowa when he won, you know, that time or at Fontana. I want to see that again. Absolutely. Um, please, come on. Show Absolutely. us. He had that speed yeah. in Indy 500 time trials. That was one of the better moments of the season. One of the better moments of the season so much that IndyCar actually put it on a poll of the four best moments of the season for those of you following on Twitter at this moment of time. But yeah, that was costly because missing out on the top 22 in owner points means missing out on $1 million payout for next season. And that could count for up to 20% of your budget. So that's devastating. Ironically, it was Bourdais that that flipped that, that result. But man... What a race. What a damn race we had. Cautions were making caution babies all over the place at one point during this one. Yeah. Oh, and we Three had a Indy cars were trying to make Indy Lights cars. <laughs> Welcome back, Indy Lights, for 2021. Yay! We're happy to have you. Also yes. talking about 2021, Ganassi is going to definitely have... Some things say the same, but obviously one big massive change because over the weekend uh, it was announced who Jimmy Johnson's sp- sponsor is going to be for next year. Uh, Carvana. Ooh, Carvana, Carvana. Chip Ganassi Racing. Mm. This is the online used car uh, sales company. Yes, uh, Carvana. That's going to sponsor Jimmy Johnson. Now we know that Marcus Erickson is back with Husky Chocolate. Husky Chocolate Chip Ganassi Racing in the eight car. And that makes an additional car, and it's implied that the number 10 car now vacated by Felix Rosenquist will be filled, but by whom? Well, uh, if rumors are to be believed, shared across half the IndyCar grid. <laughs> Thank you, pick. Uh... Ryan King! Ryan King is going to be driving the 10 car. Yeah. Sure, why not? He <laughs> might, might need a pillow in his seat afterwards. Get, um, get in the sim and go work on your fucking pit entries, King. <laughs> it's not that bad. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Um, yes. If you're in our Discord and you've not seen Ryan King play iRacing, oh boy, um, you're in for a treat. Uh, if that's not a reason to join the Discord, I don't know what is. Ask King it, for an invite and if the TV doesn't block you first. In fact, um, King, um, this weekend, this week coming up, if I remember right, the Indy Pro 2000 cars are at Gateway. So if our road eye ratings are close enough, we might be racing against each other this coming week. Probably not. Uh-oh. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. no. <laughs> if we finish... Hey, hey, if we finish in no. time... Uh, 
two hours, well, roughly a little over two and a half hours from now, IndyCar is racing at Kansas. Mm, okay. Mm. Can't wait to tell you how that goes on episode 277. Oh, yeah, Reynus VK is back at ECR, which is a good decision. We like Reynus, which gives us an opportunity to post the GIF. (laughs) Post the GIF. Post the GIF. It's like when the Gators Daily account uh, every Friday asks us to roll the clip. That's basically us. DJ, drop that track for me. Post that (laughs) GIF. Uh, Yeah. How was my uh, spin? Yeah, there it is. There's the gift going in the Discord. So yeah, oh, um, lots of uncertainty going into 2021. We have some guys signed, some guys aren't. Um, it's going to be an interesting season. I, uh, I'm. I don't know how to feel. We don't. We don't know how one. to feel about it because, well, we won't know what it's going to look like until it happens. Yeah, that's true. We won't know what the centennial season of the national championship will look like until we start the centennial season of the national championship. Well, when you put that's... it like that, King, I mean, like... <laughs> okay, it's, it's going to be a reoccurring theme through every form of motorsport, and it's just mm. something we're going to have to get through. Well, if it's anything like the centennial running of the Indianapolis 500, is that? It's never settled until the final moments of the final lap. Sorry, <laughs> Sorry, J.R. Hill. Oh, you read my mind, RJ. Oh, uh, Cam, awful, awful. Cam, I'll give you a couple minutes to uh, to brag and boast about your boys winning Not the Spa 25 hours. Don't give him more reason to drink, please. Dear God. <laughs> we got two more of these oh coming. God. Nick Tandy, Oh, God. Earl Bamber. Lawrence Vanther. Royal Racing. Hennessy Oh, Kodak, you'll love to see it. Woo! Spa. Oh, my goodness. Wet. Spa. Spa Frankershaw delivered. <laughs> Just letting, just letting the people know on Twitter that, 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 uh, that Cam is tweeting right now in a bathrobe while drinking Hennessy talking about Spa. I'm letting the people know. We have breaking news on the podcast. Uh-oh. Oh? Dragon Speed is shuttering its IndyCar program. Damn! Oh! That stinks. Damn it! I mean, I well, know they were in well, uh, they were dire straits, but damn, that sucks. It sucks. Unfortunately, when you show up to the 500 every year and are, well, a danger to yourself and others. And apparently they've sold their chassis to the expanding Meyer-Shank racing team. Okay. So that's something to follow there. You get get an expansion of Meyer-Shank. Given how impressive she was in the Girlfriends esports race, can we bring Jack Harvey's missus on as well to make it a two car setup? <laughs> and, 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 Let's do it. <laughs> what, it's my time. <laughs> it's my time. I'm taking over. Nick Tandy is the truth. We knew this already. <laughs> the Tandy man because oh. he mixes it with love and makes the race taste good. <laughs> all week, in fact, all year. The new Porsche GT3, slightly updated for this year, just been kind of whatever. Hasn't really accomplished much, but that's okay because they up and win the biggest GT3 race in the world. That's not the Suzuka uh, 10 hours. RIP the Suzuka 10 hours. No, 
nothing is a Suzuka 10 hours. I will I will visit Suzuka for an endurance race one day, whether it's on four wheels or two wheels. Yet to be seen. But uh, it wasn't all smooth sailing. It pissed. A lot. The Belgian skies pissed everywhere. Modestly we had people moist. going off left, right, and center. It was a juicy night at Spa. Mm. And, uh, in fact, the track was most dangerous when it started drying out, and if you went uh, an inch offline, your car would just snap and send you right into the wall, which took out multiple contenders. A um, couple really nasty incidents across yeah. the race that, uh, thankfully, everyone's okay. Yeah, thank you. But uh, when you crash at Spa, it's never small. Mm-hmm. And uh, thankfully, everyone ended up okay. The final four hours. The rain got heavier, and Nick Tandy and another one of his signature clutch stints just went to town on the field. He was three and a half tenths of a second, on average, faster than the next closest driver. The driver that ended up finishing second behind him, Mr. Patrick, uh, is it Niedenhauser? Patrick Niederhauser. Uh, a guy who has raced in GP3 series, now Formula 3. Yeah, and uh, has been superb all year in G- the various GT classes. ADAC GT has been a star. Well, Niederhauser was half a second clear of everyone else. Yeah, so these Niederhauser the dudes... showed him... He showed him a Saiyan that has ascended beyond a Super Saiyan. Tandy <laughs> showed him what it means to go even further beyond. For a baseball analogy, this is just like if you just pulled Corey Seager and Randy Rosarena out this World Series and just have them throw up, play a home run derby for funsies. Why the hell not? And as if that wasn't enough with Tandy running down everyone in the final hours, we had differing strategies. Audi should have had an advantage, but Tandy held him off until two laps to go. Mm. And with two laps to go... Well, the Porsche tried to clock out early. They split the gearbox casing, and it pissed all of that row oil right out. (laughs) It was throwing up an oil slick for everybody. It's genius. It's like... Word out... Straight out of Speed Racer circa 1968. My dude, this is like getting the multiple banana power-up in Mario Kart and just waiting for everybody to run in the back of you to spin on the banana peels. It's great. Yeah, with two laps to go, the car starts making all kinds of noises. There's no more oil in the transmission. And as it turns out, Tandy was faster not being able to mat it on the straightaways and with the car sounding like a bolts in a blender. How? And everyone else was <laughs> slipping in his oil in the pissing rain. He don't miss. This he is just don't like, miss. Just it, like the 1963 Indy 500 when leaked a bunch of oil out of his oil tank and a bunch of people slid in his oil trying to catch him. Oh, man. Oh. Justice justice for Jim Herdebees' Novi, who got disqualified early in the race for the same thing. Nerds. Fuck you, Sack. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> man. I... What a race. It, it had everything. It had everything. It had, it had drama, it had weather, it had great on-track battles. And at the end of the day, Tandy parked that car up in Park for May, and it just started bleeding everywhere. The guys have wet myself. You can't script it. This year's a win. 
I don't care the Porsche sucked in GT3 otherwise. It's a win. Yeah. We, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. That's uh, that's pretty much the attitude that Nismo had when they won this weekend's Super GT race from the back of the grid. Sujo Matsuda had a massive crash coming out of Dunlop Corner. His oh car caught air going, skipping over the gravel trap. He's lucky he didn't get hurt. He's lucky that car wasn't written off for the weekend. I say, we and thought... They, and they come, all signs going into the race. We thought that car was written off. As a matter of fact, thanks to a well-timed safety car intervention, they come out and win the race. Matsuda and Ronnie Canarelli from the very back of the grid. If you uh, if you subscribe to the race's YouTube channel, you should go back and watch that race. It is a great time. Mm. Um, final note. Um, in our latest segment of Karma Isn't Real and doesn't uh, apply to good people, Kyle Larson isn't the number five car like some of us expected slash feared. <sighs> he got the franchise number, for God's sake. We should bring oh. back the five car as one mu- as one c- finger curls on the monkey's paw. You know, oh. I think, uh, you know what I think would make this all better? What's well, that? If... The number three and the number five car next year reenacted the end of the 1999 Bristol race, and the number three just rattled Larson's cage a little bit. I can't. I can't believe he this still is won how that we race, though. I still can't believe returning Austin. No, you're thinking of the earlier know, one. Not, yeah, I'm thinking about the earlier one. Yeah. My bad. Yeah, we have to talk about multiple incidents of Dale Earnhardt just sending Terry Labonte to the shadow realm at Bristol. Oh. <laughs> <sighs> Look, man. Difference I mean, is, I'll be cheering this time. <laughs> man, we talked about it at length last week. Um, it's good that Kyle Larson, on the surface at least, seems like he's putting in the work. But this is going to take time for him to get back a lot of this trust. And for some folks, he's never going to get that trust back in people. And for him to go straight up to not just a good ride, but a elite ride. The best. The yeah, best Chevy team. That, that kind of does... well. Kind of feels. Like I, I put it's it not fair. I said it a lot last week. And if he's give him his career back, what the fuck ever. We knew it was going to happen. Yeah. But for him to fall up in the world, or rather, for this to have be no repercussions whatsoever, because he wasn't going to, uh, or he was gonna go to Hendrick. It seems, anyways. Yeah. Like it. It seemed like it, it ain't was, it, Chief. It was sort of uh, a time and place thing. Where Jimmy Johnson was retiring, Rick Hendrick was looking for the most skilled driver available, and someone became available through the most abhorrent means possible. Sabbatical! Yeah, and this was, yeah, yeah, he took an accidental gap year, got the seat that he looked like he was already going to get, and we're all just kind of sitting here watching like, man, if I said something like that, to one of my supervisors at work, I don't think I'd be getting promoted. Well, yeah, you wouldn't be their boss. Well, like he did get fired, so he he got he, he got fired. He got fired like from he a good job and got hired to a great job. Yeah, you uh, you can't quit. I've already fired you. Well, I already have a better job. It 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 stinks. Thankfully, and I'm, if, I'm tired of talking about it. If I he move is, on. the only thing I'll say is this: I hope he is a better person, but he's going to be looked at like a hawk from all angles. So, yeah, be well, better. NASCAR has made that very clear as well. Oh, that yeah. he is going to have to continue. 
doing all the work that he has started doing until at minimum 2023. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's on effective probation. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't got an awful lot to add that I didn't say last week. I, as a person, am at my core a believer of second chances, but Carl's got a lot of work to do. Um, And it's more than understandable that people are never going to give him that second chance ever again. Um, as far as I'm concerned, I'm glad that he's going to be kept under very close eye. Uh, he should be, as far as I'm concerned, because oh, yeah. he has made a horrendous, in many cases, in many other walks of life, a career-ending boo-boo. And, Through the sport you know, in disrepute. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Uh, he did. This while, and, uh, this while NASCAR was trying to repair some of that classic NASCAR image. Now, the thing is, yeah. you got to remember that this was... this. This did happen before, you know, what happened to George Floyd. If it happened a month later, it probably would have ended up a whole lot different for Kyle Larson. As as I tweeted, he killed his career on the on the Christian holiday known for resurrection. <laughs> God damn it. <sighs> and in the seventh month he rose again. Drive yeah. the five car, which hasn't been relevant in twenty five years. And Good also, I think it goes without saying, uh, this car will not have any external sponsorship. It will be sponsored by HendrickCars.com, as far as we know, because, well, <laughs> ain't no sponsors touching that with <laughs> no, a 39 yeah, and a half foot pole. I could think of some sponsors who may want to jump on board, but they're products that I may not want to purchase to begin with. We're at 45 minutes in anyway, and thank goodness we don't have to talk about any more uncomfortable subjects in the next Oh, God, we're going to Portugal next. One, one more thing, by the way, if I may. Um, as of this moment, the NASCAR race still hasn't gotten going again. Oh, oh for God's sake. That's yeah. right. This is our one last thing here. We had a race scheduled for Tets Motor Speedway, scheduled for Sunday. Yeah, it as, still as hasn't recording. started. It's, it's Wednesday. Wednesday. Oh, no, it started on Sunday. Uh, Harvick tagged the wall. But then it rained on Sunday, delayed to Monday, start, rained on Monday, delayed to Tuesday, rained on Tuesday. Now it's supposed to be on Wednesday, but the race still, still hasn't got back going again. And it's actually just after 4 o'clock Eastern time. And not only that, the, Mar- the Xfinity teams are already in Martinsville. <laughs> 2020, everybody. Maybe this is a sign from God we shouldn't be racing at Texas anymore. Maybe so. Um, And on that note, we'll we'll run for the hills and brace ourselves for our second questionable moment of the podcast recording. In the meantime, I've been Dre Harrison. They've been RJ O'Connell, Ryan King, Chris DeHarday, and C Buckley nine one seven. Check Chris out on Twitter if you haven't already at C DeHarday. You know the places you can find us. They're all down in the description down below. We'll be back very shortly for episode two seventy five on Formula One's return to Portugal and the Portsmouth Grand Prix. Till then, sayonara. Later, y'all. Bye. I don't have anything to add that I didn't already say on the podcast. (laughs) Now you gotta drink another shot of Henny. No, we got two more shows to do. How how long are we gonna be here for, right? No, no, actually this time, some Captain Morgan. (laughs) Oh, God, someone help... Jesus! Can't put the fucking bottle down! <laughs> <laughs>